Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I am Anthony Totri, joined by Shane Diefenbach and Sean DePaz back in studio, guys. Spring football is officially over. Yeah, thank, uh, thank God. God. That yeah. was... <laughs> Like we, we, we watched basically nothing and almost got an injury out of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, if you're not go hard, then don't do it at all. Because, like Shane said, we almost saw an injury, and that would have made what was relatively a pointless night even more pointless. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, there's a lot to get to. We'll start with the quarterback because that's really been the talk of spring football um, and really going into the season ever since Jaden Daniels left. We saw Paul Tyson tonight. We saw Trent Borgay tonight, but Dalen Macklemore was the guy I feel like that really stole the show in terms of the quarterback competition. Not a name that a lot of people have really talked about in terms of this quarterback competition. That's mainly because anytime that he got reps in practice, media was already gone. <laughs> what did you guys like from Macklemore's performance tonight? It was unexpected. Um, a lot of what we saw was pretty expected, pretty subpar, not really showing us much. Um, and he, no one really expected him to do much. So it was it was fun to see him sling the ball a little bit. He had a couple nice throws. Um, but yeah, man, it just I said it a couple times during when we were watching it. That shit was kind of ass. Um, there just wasn't a lot of competitiveness. It just, no, I mean, it and and I understand like like running through the mo- going through the motions and. It's not a scrimmage, it's a showcase, but we just didn't really get much. Um, and you didn't really see much of what this team is going to look like because they didn't really showcase anything. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was, it was good to see Malcolm Moore, like, take advantage of his opportunity. Like, that's kind of what we, I think, kind of when you talk about quarterback competitions, there's obviously guys who don't get as many reps, and the reps that they do get, they need to take advantage of it, and that's what he did. And I don't think you can really say the same for Tyson or Borgay. Like, I, I I think that the third and fourth string quarterbacks were the best quarterbacks in the night. Yeah. So, they got fireworks going off now, so this is going to be why? real interesting. <laughs> literally, literally why? There's no one behind you for the, the ground. They're celebrating, guys. The end of spring football, okay? Yeah. They're celebrating like, Macklemore's evening. Um, we've talked a little bit at kind of extensively about this quarterback competition, how it's similar to the Manny Wilkins, Blake Barnett situation, just because of Barnett coming uh, from Alabama. But an often forgotten part of that quarterback competition was Brady White, a guy who was hurt. But in my opinion, when he was on the roster, had the best arm on the team. Um, and he probably would have been the starter at the time if it wasn't for the injury. Obviously, we need to see a little bit more from McElmore, but it still reminds me of that scenario where he looked like the best quarterback tonight. But at the end of the day, the competition, he's not really – his name's not going to be in this competition. It's going to be Trenton Borgay or it's going to be Paul Tyson. Um, what do you guys think about the team almost – it feels like they've limited that competition to just those two guys. Yeah, I mean, one one deserves the, the chance to be the starting quarterback, and one obviously like kind of walked into it from Tyson's perspective, you know, a four-star recruit, whatever, but Borgay like deserves this shot yeah. to be able to finally battle for the number one spot. Um, but if, if it's anything like Brady White, as you said with Macklemore, he'll be at Memphis in a couple of years and he'll be having a great season. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think we like 
he was he did have the best performance out of all the quarterbacks, but I don't think we can overreact to this. Like we yeah. I mean we can't on one hand say that this game was stupid and no one was really trying, and on the other hand act like this guy deserves fair, like a an equal shot at the starting comp quarterback spot just because he played well in a game against his own teammates where no one was trying. Like so I don't want to, it was it was cool to see that he took advantage of the opportunity. Maybe it's slightly discouraging that Tyson and Borgay didn't really, but I still don't think it's much of a like now we have to watch out for this guy. Like seven to eight forty-five football practice, nine p.m. to eleven Civil War reenactment <laughs> at Sun Devil Stadium. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> Did I go for yeah, no. thanks. Thanks. I mean, there, yeah, man. They're just launching fireworks with just people on the field watching them really go off the crowd here tonight. There wasn't much of like mm. a crowd, like it's ASU football. Usually the fans don't come out for the games. I don't know what some people will come out for the spring showcase. Um, outside of the quarterback, for you guys, what was the highlight of tonight and what was the low light? Well, the low light was Tevin White almost getting his ACL torn in half. Uh, what the fuck are we doing there? Like that that's what upset me I think the most about this is like most of the time they weren't trying and then sometimes there would be like hard contact and it's like if you're not doing this the whole game just don't why do it are you all. doing it at all yeah um so that was the low light um <laughs> the the highlight honestly was <laughs> what I'm just waiting for you to come up with something oh <laughs> um what's his name uh there we go Bennett Meredith, mm. right, the fourth string quarterback. Yeah. That last, that last back shoulder touchdown pass, yeah, was like the only thing that was exciting about this. Um, and we got some kicker action, so that was yeah, cool. was but electric. Like, um, I didn't even know the kid's name. He was literally the fourth guy on the fourth quarterback to get touches. Like, there was nothing to be excited about. Like, I, uh, I like the idea. I told Sean this earlier of being checked down university. I think that would be f- really fun. Um, just a couple dumps to Ngata here and there. Validate screen. You gotta catch him though. Ngata yeah, gotta catch true. him. Very true. Elijah Badger drag routes. You Messiah know. Swinson on I think his one two catches. Was great catch. Solid. He's yeah. a big big body. That's probably uh, my highlight. Them, them talking about uh, Emmett Bowl made me excited because they were talking about how big he was and how he grew, and I was just like, the beef I guess. Ooh, no, my low light was when. They were interviewing Donnie Henderson. Oh, my God. So, obviously, Coacher, you weren't able to, to listen to the interviews that they aired on Pac-12 Network. One of them, they were interviewing Donnie Henderson. And at the end of the interview, they said, welcome to Tempe, Donnie, as if he hadn't had already been here. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. My, I think my highlight of the night was that 61-yard punt. Uh, mm. That was an absolute bomb. Special team you, baby. When that, when that, well, not even special team you because Jay Feely, his leg, man, I, it's not the greatest. He, he's he's going to be accurate, but he does not have a distance leg whatsoever. Well, that's why um, you have that's why you have two kickers. You have him and you have Carter Brown, the freshman from Texas, who can boot sixty yarders. I want to see it, dude. I really want to see it. Go and on for me, <laughs> the low light, the low light was the offensive line, just in general. Um, just watching all all of the units, um, I was really kind of disappointed as to just how easy it was for ASU's front seven um, to really disrupt the plays. Um, you saw several times with Tyson, he had to scramble out of it, and he was just looked pretty uncomfortable. Um, he's on the move; he's not really a mobile quarterback. Um, so if if that's you know something that does carry over from 
the spring showcase or spring football to the season, I think ASU could be in some serious trouble given the fact that we've talked all spring long about how this offensive line is built with transfers, um, guys from all over the country that have, you know, they've played um, at least some high-level football. Like, that should be the strong point of this team, not something that we have to talk about as something that needs improvement coming out of the spring showcase. I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on the running backs. Um, we've talked about Daniel Ngata, Xavier Valade. Um, I want to know what you guys thought about Kevin White's performance and George Hart, because those guys, um, they definitely ran hard tonight. Yeah, the thing with the, these scrimmages, and you just can't tell. Like, yeah. like I, I like I like how they're both patient. They're all patient, and that's something that doesn't leave the Arizona State running back room. But, like, you just can't really tell if they're hitting the right holes because the defense doesn't collapse where they would yeah. normally collapse. Uh, from a size perspective, they all look good, so that's fun. But, I mean, you know, just didn't really see enough to be like, wow, that was great, or wow, that wasn't good. Like, you just really can't tell what gaps they're supposed to hit when the defense yeah. isn't playing as hard as possible. No, exactly. I think I think the when you saw that lack of, like, competitiveness the most was on rushing plays. It's like you kind of just saw guys get through the line every time, and even if they didn't get through the line, like, they would get touched, but then they would keep running because – they weren't tackling the running back. So it was like kind of hard to see really what they were doing. You didn't get to see any of their like true elusiveness, elusiveness or their ability to power through tackles. Like you, you didn't get to see a whole lot. I will, I do have to say though, like we're being pretty negative about spring yeah. football. Like it was just nice to see yeah. a lot of these guys like in pads and actually play football. Like yeah. it, it was nice to see Borgay and Tyson. It was nice to see all the running backs. Um, it, it, so like that part was refreshing. Like I'm like we're saying, it was pointless because you didn't really get to see anything from like an actual football perspective. But as a fan, it was still nice to see ASU yeah. football happen in some form. Um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, like, but when it, but with the running backs, it's not much to say really. Um, I just still I like literally the low light was Tevin White almost getting hurt. Yeah. Like, uh Toji Lotone asks, can we really buy all the buzz about this team being very close? Like everyone says, Ricky Pearsall said it in one of the interviews during the showcase. Like, did did you notice anything out there just from watching it in person? I think I think you can buy into the fact that this team does have a bond. They are close. You see it on the sidelines. Um, they're joking, having fun, but on one note, yes, they're close, but that doesn't translate to them necessarily being a solid team on the field. Um, you can be, you can have a great close locker room, um, and the product here on the field just isn't up to standards or expectations. And I think that's kind of what we saw tonight. Um, whether everybody was going 100%, 110%, 50%, it doesn't really matter. Um, that should never, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way, like, if you're going to go 100%, you go 100%. If you're going to go 50% the whole time, then you go 50% the whole time. Um, and your players have to know that. Not like we saw where the ones and twos were kind of half-assing it, and then when the threes and fours got out there, everyone's going 100%. Like, I get those are the guys that are probably trying to earn some sort of playing time or earn their roster spot a little bit more. But it's just it, – it, it's weird to me because it, it, it just sets everything off just kind of weird. The energy – was just weird when the the ones and twos were out there, and then it picked up when the threes and fours were out there. Like, w what is your guys' take on that? If you're going 100, percent you go 100. percent If you're going 50, then you go 50 the whole time, yeah. right? My thing is like, not all threes and fours are created equal. Like, there's some fourth string guys that we'll probably never see on the field with Tevin White. Like, 
like if you got you have some of those guys going hard, and then you have a, a guy who's has a chance to be an impact player in the future for this team, like that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and we almost saw the outcome of that. So, like, yeah, I mean, I they do need to be going. They need to, I, they just kind of all need to be the same page and keep a consistent energy, like because you don't want to see what almost happened. To One but. good thing about it though is hopefully that won't be a conversation when we're watching real games. Yeah. Um, the effort level will probably be at the highest the entire time. That's usually what Herm teams do. Uh, but yeah, another another couple of weird things from the interviews. Um, Pierre Saul, what did he say? He said, oh, uh, when he was talking about how close they were, he said, we, we're, we're a team that when we pass each other in the hallways, yes. we say, what's up, and ask them how they're doing. Um, basic so that, manners. Basic manners. But I get what he's saying. <laughs> Isn't I that what everybody saying. does? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I do get what he's saying, though. I mean, this team is close and that's something that they need to really lean on is that you know they had don't they're not the most talented team but coming together as one college football all about emotion like this team can be good uh i still just, i'm not buying the only three wins crap like this, this is at least a five win team to me yeah. i don't i think so going into tonight I, w- I was talking to some other media members out here so i'm like seven and five was the standard what people were thinking right bull eligible seven and five after watching what I saw tonight, like, I get they weren't giving it 100%, but, like, just watching the talent on the field, I, I really don't think this team is better than five wins. I'm not I'm not over – I'm not even over – I'm not reacting to anything I saw tonight. I, don't, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Like, th- this is not what, what it's going to look like at all. You don't know who's going to be the impact player this year. Like, is Pearsall going to try to have as big as – or is the offense going to try to give Pearsall as big of an impact as they tried to last year? Is Elijah Badger going to get more touches on the defensive end? Are the Markham Twins going to be studs? Are the corners as good as this team thinks they are? Like, you just really don't know, and you can't tell coverage yeah. stuff and scheme from shit like this. You just don't. It's it's good for the team to get loose. It's good for the fans to come see. It's good for the children in the background <laughs> doing cartwheels on the field. That's fantastic, but – I'm not reacting to really anything I saw, and and this isn't changing how I feel about the team, really. Yeah, I, I mean, there were a couple of things when I was watching Borgay and, and um, Tyson that, like, I liked and didn't like. Like, I think there was a couple of times where they tried to run a quarterback option with Borgay, and, like, I don't think he yeah. really made the right reads. Or, like, um, Tyson, like, going through his progressions looked good, but it's even that is hard to tell because you don't, like, you don't know if the secondary, if the coverage is playing uh, at 100, 100% speed. So, like... Uh, but so there's like a, a couple of things that like made me feel a little more confident. Like I do think that Tyson looked better than Borgay, kind of. But like ultimately, like Shane said, there's not. This was like a net neutral. Like yeah. uh, as assuming. So, uh, whoa, whoa! I just. You good? Told you, let me ask you this. Uh, from a, from, aside from like players on the field that you saw, did you see anything from the coaching staff that you really liked tonight? Did you see, I saw Herm moving players into position sometimes. Did you see anything that the, the camera operators, because God bless them, they weren't fantastic tonight, didn't catch? Um, the, the two things that I noticed from a coaching perspective is Herm's energy was back to where, I, where I'm used to. Um, from from my years here, when when Herm first got here, the energy was just ridiculous. W- whether it be him or a team on the field, he brought the energy tonight, which is I think a promising thing for Sun Devil fans, given what's kind of transpired in the off season. 
Um, given the way that, you know, the first couple of weeks of spring ball went, it just didn't seem like the energy was there from him or really the team in general. Uh, so I, I loved what I saw from him today. And then Sean Aguano, um, the running backs coach, former coach at Chandler High School. I think he's done a phenomenal job over the last couple of years um, here with ASU. You just look at the production that the Sunnivals have gotten out of their running backs. Um, and he is such a vocal guy on the field, which is something I don't think the cameras necessarily pick up because they're focused on Herm or Glenn Thomas. Um, but I think after this season, I would not be surprised if Aguano got a offensive coordinator position um, somewhere else, given the fact that I think this is going to be a farewell tour for a lot of coaches um, here at ASU. So I, I, I really like what I saw from Aguano. Well, thankfully there was no fights on the field tonight, but you can bet on fights right now. Yeah. Literally right now, there's two title <laughs> fights about to start. Um, Sean and I just witnessed one of the greatest fights I think I've ever seen. Uh, that's not a main Burns. event. Yeah, um, yeah Cosma and Gilbert Burns fight. Just pure violence for 15 minutes. It was electric. But right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get in on the action. Um, but just $5 on any fighter. Um, either Aljo or Yon, Peter Yon, or um, Volk or Green Zombie, the and Green Zombie, Volk. Stephen. and Volk, Volk and Peter. Yeah, um, but you can bet five dollars on either four of those guys who are about to fight right now. I think they're doing walkouts right now for the Yon fight. Um, get a hundred dollars in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. It's just that simple. So choose your fighter, then sit back and watch the action unfold. You don't have to worry about anything. Uh, somebody can get slept, and you'll still get a hundred dollars in your bank account. So, uh, yeah, download it today. Use the promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any fighter. Win or lose, you get $100 in free bets. It's safe and secure. It's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. It's safe and secure, reliable, unlike the Octagon, which is scary, octagonal, and it's unreliable. Secure. Well, that's secure, though. I mean, it's, it's not octagonal. It's definitely not safe. And it, it's not that secure because some dudes from the crowd did jump in and beat Conor mm. McGregor's ass one time. So. Yeah. So... DraftKings Sportsbook safe, secure, and reliable. Uh, so download today. Use the promo code PHNX when you sign up. It's $5 in UFC 273. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. Fish Sports betting partner of the UFC. It's 21 plus. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800 next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details, seriously, if you haven't signed up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, what are you doing? Go bet some money right now. Right now. Free money. Free, yeah. free, free money. Yeah? Yep. Free money. <laughs> yeah. So yep. we've... We've talked a lot about the offense. I want to get your guys' take on the defense. Again, not everybody going 100%, not seeing everything that the team is necessarily capable of. But was there anybody on the defense that you did see a little spark from uh, that you really hope carries over to the start of the season? Uh, no, I mean, I the guess defense in these are so it's so yeah, hard to read. It's Pro Bowl energy. Like, yeah. I will say it was nice hearing, I, I believe it was Herm talking. Well, during the game before the game game um that like like they asked him who the leader was on this defense if anyone stepped up and with without hesitating he said Kyle Soley um and so like that is good to hear it kind of echoes what we heard from Gentry and kind of what we figured would happen right like um so it is good to see that he has kind of stepped up in that role but defense DJ Taylor I liked a little bit tonight was he returning kicks at all did you notice uh, no, but anybody who returned to kick tonight should be should leave their jersey and should not come back. <laughs> okay, it was yeah, Bunkley was... was the only one. Bunkley and Ngata were the two consistently returning punts and kicks. Um, the punts were fine, but I don't think ASU actually caught a kickoff 
tonight. Dude, Everything was muffed. And I hope that wasn't DJ Taylor again because we know very well if you watched ASU football last year, you know how sad that was watching 28 back there returning kicks. He had some really bad luck. Um, so I'm just curious to see if he was still doing that. I honestly would like to see Elijah Badger take some kicks back. Um, big fan of him, as everybody knows. Yeah. He creates in space very well. And you saw him early. You, yeah, like you did no, see... returning kicks. Well, no, no, I know, but, but I'm yeah, saying in general, yeah. like you saw him early. Check down you. Nice Check little you. drag route. Check um, down you. Why? I... No, we we can't buy into this. Yes, we can't buy into, buy into check down you wanna. stock. I am. I, I want to see wanna. a third and two. You check down for a yard and then go for it on fourth yeah, and inches. Paul Tyson. The, you have QB to get to third and two. You have to get to third and two first. I'm not sure yeah, that people do that. Let the running backs to do that. Can you? You don't, uh, want a dual quarterback. you don't want a dual quarterback set in the wishbone where you're snapping to either one. Who knows? Or gay pitches three. to Tyson and then Tyson bombs it downfield. A little quarterback, quarterback to, flea flicker. To um uh, Macklemore. Macklemore? To, Macklemore to, or, to yeah. Macklemore or Dude, a full QB set. We have Meredith and Macklemore out on out, out, out on wide edges, on wide as wide receivers, two quarterbacks in the backfield, Tyson and Borgay, and just let all hell break loose. Yeah, um, I am officially declaring my support for the Micklemore for starter campaign. Wow, you're doing it right now. That's yes, crazy. I know. I, I, and this is obviously half a joke because I said we can't overreact <laughs> to it. But yeah, we can't overreact. I want the spring as the starter right now. <laughs> I bet you won't see a better practice out of Tyson or Borgay than you will on the day after Micklemore gets named starter. I'm just saying Micklemore for starter, maybe it's, president too. We're saying Micklemore. Micklemore, Macklemore? It has to be Macklemore. Macklemore. There's no way it's Micklemore. It's Macklemore, not Micklemore. Okay. That'd be kind of sick, though. Micklemore? I'm popping tags. Yeah. Anything else you saw out there, Tochi? Um, I liked what I saw from Keon Markham. Um, he looked like the only guy on defense that brought any sort of energy, uh, especially late in the showcase. Saw the, the couple of pass deflections and breakups he had with Chad Johnson and Andre Johnson out there. Uh, just, I, I like the energy. I like his size, um, where he's at at defensive back. I think he's definitely going to earn a lot of playing time um, this season. I think he could be a stud for this secondary that's kind of been a question mark all spring and going into the season. Um, I like what I saw from, from both the Soli brothers, Kyle and Connor. Connor looks so much bigger for some reason today than he has the entire spring. I couldn't tell you why. Um it's weird. It, it's super weird. Um, and then Kyle, obviously, like Hermes said, like Eric Gentry said, he, he's a clear-cut leader on this team. Um, it, it, it's, he may not be the best linebacker out there. I think that's Merlin um, or even Eric Gentry. But it says something that I think everybody, not only on the defense, but on the team can really rally around um, a guy who's been here for such a long time, local kid. Um, so I think really the Soli brothers and then uh, Keon Markham are the two guys on the defensive side of the ball for me. Going back to offense, talking about the big beefs up front, um, Lotone asking about Chris Martinez, I believe. Um, no, San- I'm at Bully. Oh, Bully, San Diego State, South yeah. Dakota. So yeah, yeah makes those mixed up. Well, I mean, maybe he is talking. I don't know. But Bully. Bully. Fucking beef. I like him because he was a tight end, and <laughs> like I'm looking at his, um, like his page from his old college, Northern – State University, Northern State, Northern State in South Dakota, mm. or he's from South Dakota, but the school is called Northern State. I don't know. Who knows? Imagine being six. Yeah, I'm a bully. Three hundred yeah. pounds. Um, but yeah, he started like his original thing is he's a six foot six, two hundred forty pound tight end. 
So that's how he got to college, a 640-pound tight end, and he's now 300 pounds. Or 200 He threw on he's 60 six, He was 6'6", six, 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 240, and now he's 6'7", 300. Like, that growth you, is unbelievable. What do you eat? <laughs> what do you eat to gain 60 pounds? <laughs> I don't – a Ooh. lot of corn, I guess. No. Um, probably like those uh, – those really dense blocks of food that you see in like you know what i'm talking about yeah like those like blocks of food like, like it's yeah. like it's just like a one by one cube but it has a bunch of nutrition yeah. and you don't know you know what i'm talking about i'll look it up i think he's just eating like cow feed like he's just getting <laughs> he's eating fodder yeah cow <laughs> fodder <laughs> he did he's huge but like i was saying i like that he chicken, chicken tenders. tenders honestly probably but i like you gotta eat a lot of chicken how many chicken tenders you think to gain 60 pounds when you're working it's it's one thing to be like i'm gaining 60 pounds it's another thing to be like i work out for a living and i'm still able to add 60 pounds you know how canes has the three finger combo and six finger combo whatever it is three four and six thank you producer jacob Jacob. um they have the three four and six finger combo he has the infinity finger combo yeah, he, he gets the catering by himself. He has a black card. He just to show up whenever he wants, and they just a give him. They just card. give him whatever, however, whatever number of tenders he wants. But like I was saying, I do like that he was a tight end because that you know that means he his like the way his he's developed his footwork. He's like is a little different than your average offensive lineman. So hopefully his like footwork is a little better than your run of the mill offensive lineman. But on the other hand, he he has like an interesting background. They were talking on the broadcast about how he played nine man football in high school. Like, yeah. like he, he, he so it'll be he was the size of three of them. True. Right. But like he, <laughs> that was, I, I liked that. That was, you're on your feet. There it was very witty. <laughs> um, Don't point at him. <laughs> well, he's, I guess I liked that. Toe tree. I liked that toe tree. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but no, like he obviously hasn't played this level of competition, so it's going to be a completely different story when he's trying to block power yeah. five defensive ends, um, edge rushers. But I like the size a lot. Like, like you can't teach six, seven, three hundred pounds. Like, yeah. you're not going to find that everywhere. So at least he's like he's kind of like I know you hate him, Enoch. Just like he's oh got this God. raw his body that ah. is built for him to be good, successful at this position. It's just a matter of how he can develop and what the coaches can do with them. But I like the size that he provides. I hate the Enoch comp. Yeah. I hate the Enoch comp. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, Yes, yes. There's a lot of potential yeah. there, given yeah. his size and his – yeah, I 100% see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, I will have an article on GoPHNX sometime tomorrow – um, just kind of outlining who I thought was the stars, studs, uh, maybe some guys who just disappointed um, during the spring showcase. So be sure to go over to gophnx.com today, become a member of the family. And when you do, you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Not to mention Sean is rocking um, some of our new PHNX hats. We've got snapbacks, dad hats. Um, I've been told we're working on Deacon hats. Um, they have little it got vetoed mustaches. Oh, it did. Yeah, the people up uh, upstairs told me no. I still might produce. I might get some like some fish hook wire, whatever it's called, fish wire, fishing wire, and I'll take mustache and just hang it from this hat. Hang it right here. I'm down for it. The deepen hat. I don't like that. It doesn't matter if you like it. Really? Yeah. I think those things would sell. (laughs) I'd buy one. I'd buy one in like three different colors. I think I they, they would sell and they would all the sales would just be to Totri and I. Mm. 
and you'd hand them out? No, I'd Sold keep out. Them no, no, yeah, they're one for every day. They're different. Enoch colors. and Emmett block party. Put that on a T-shirt. The block party. Wow. Enoch and Emmett wow. when they're both all Americans. The block party. Oh, when they're both all Americans. <laughs> they're both when all American multi-sport athletes. Yes. Yeah, I'll be living on the fucking moon when that happens. Enoch, Enoch and Messiah Swinson in a two tight end set. <laughs> Hold yeah. on now. Hold on now. Like we said, go over to gophnx.com today. Become a member of the family. And when you do, again, either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Boys, again, spring football is officially over. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm just looking forward to real football. Yep. Yep. Um, Before we go, we'd be stupid not to talk about ASU softball. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Did they win? Wagon. 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 No one circles the wagon. Wing, wing, like the wing. ASU softball team. Shubble. Fuck the Buffalo Bills. Wagon. The ASU softball team is the greatest team in the history of athletics. No. The Bills were up, up in competition. No. no, because the Bills, <laughs> no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. The mm. What about ASU baseball? No, we're not talking about We're not wasting our energy on that team with softball. We will at some point, obviously. But <laughs> softball, they were losing 4 nothing, and they – they brought it back, baby. Love it. Absolutely love it. Guys, if you enjoyed the show today, we'll be back on Monday with a super special show. So you need to be following us on social to find out why. And you can do so at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. And you can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. Boys, where can the people follow you? Whoa. Well, nice I dropped catch. my roster. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> did you just blow a kiss at us? At Shane D. Yeah, from I did. No, he did. Happy he did Saturday. Blow a kiss Happy Saturday. Stop it. I caught it. Yeah, I took his kiss. Ahaha. Finish your app. Let's get out of here, bro. Oh, at Sean underscore to pause. Springy as always. I I don't know. Oh, you know what? I need need an injury update. I need to make sure that nothing is wrong with Tevin. Oh, yeah. So so we will we'll be tweeting out, out that I'm sure on our Twitter account. But that's just the main thing from this is. Nothing really matters except to come out of this injury free. Yeah. Um, so really hoping that he yes. is okay. It didn't look like it was serious. It looked no. scary at it first. It looked scary at first, but yeah, he seemed like he was fine on the bench. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. It looked cool. like he was fine out here, uh, especially afterwards. Everything looked everything looked fine. So like you guys said, that's the most important thing. Everybody getting out of here um, healthy. Again, if you enjoyed the show, follow us on social. We'll be back again on Monday. But for now, peace.